Hello, my name's Natasha Nabanunga Bamblet. I'm a proud Yorta Yorta, Kurnai, Walpri, and Awadri woman. And before we get started on She's on the Money podcast, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land of which this podcast is recorded on Awadri country, acknowledging the elders, the ancestors, and the next generation coming through. As this podcast is about connecting, empowering, knowledge sharing, and the storytelling of you to make a difference for today and lasting impact for tomorrow. Let's get into it. She's on the money. She's on the money. Hello and welcome to She's on the Money, the podcast for millennials who want financial freedom. Welcome back to another Shop Back Money Diary Monday, where we get to chat to one of our beautiful community members to learn all about them and their money and their story and all of the other fun bits and pieces in between. Victoria, I have a little bit of an international one for you today. Oh, an international money diarist. I love this. Well, now she's here, but let me tell you all about her. Let's go. She said, I migrated to Australia for the first time in 2012 from Spain. My family did not believe in me. I learned English and I took on a $50,000 loan to do the master's degree of my dreams in psychology. I finally got the English score needed to get in, having failed that English test seven times. Oh my gosh, what a hustler. I set about paying for the loan, working night shifts in disability care while studying. I am about to become a clinical psychologist and I'm a brand new Australian citizen and have the goal salary of my dreams. Oh my gosh, what a queen. Imagine doing something seven times. If that's not the definition of being knocked down and just getting back up and trying again. I don't know what is. I know. I'm so excited to hear all from our Money Diaries today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the show. I am so excited that you are here. Can we just dive straight in? I want to know. Talk to us. Can you tell us a little bit about your money story? Yeah, I grew up in a family of five in, in Barcelona. So I have two sisters and my parents came from quite a humble backgrounds so money was tight in the family growing up but we always had food and a place to live at I feel like my parents were really good budgeting so I I didn't really see that much struggles with their finances but I felt a bit restricted like doing extra things like extracurricular activities or buying things when it wasn't my birthday but I feel very grateful that they were able to to budget and provide all the basics and necessaries that I needed. Love. All right. I want to know, what do you do for work now and how much money do you earn? At the moment, I'm a general psychologist and I earn between eighty and 90000 Very cool. And how long have you been earning that? Not long. I believe it has been over a year now. That's so exciting. And you said in your email that that's a goal or your dream salary. That must have been so exciting for you to have worked so hard and taken that test so many times and done all of your study to finally hit that. What was that moment like when you got the job offer or the notice that you were going to hit the salary that you had been dreaming of? Yeah, well, my goal salary is 100000 So mm-hmm. at the end of this year, I will become a clinical psychologist and then they'll put me between 100 and 110. And 
Yes, that's going to be a very special moment. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Oh, my gosh. All right. I want to know, obviously, that was a big money goal, but what is currently your big money goal? I have a few. So when I think of money goals, I imagine myself having both property in Barcelona and also a house, an investment house in Brisbane before the Olympics. And being able to have the means to spend 10 months in Australia, working in two months in Spain every year and living comfortably. Love. All right. I want to know next, do you have any investments? If so, what are they? At the moment, I think my biggest investment is the the master's I did, Mm -hmm. which was my, my education that got me to where I am. And I'm still paying for it a bit. And... Another investment that I have, I have a long-term deposits account, savings account, mm-hmm. and the superannuation as well. Superannuation is a big one here. We, it's a massive it's, one. For a lot of people, it's their first investment. It is their first investment. How has your super been going? Have you been tracking along nicely or is that brand new with your brand new job? Well, I no, I haven't been tracking on it much until I became more educated listening to the podcast and then I have been keeping an eye, making sure I, I get paid on the superannuation on time and seeing how that grows. Oh, good. Keeping an eye on it is so important because as much as it's meant to be always looked after, as we know from the show, sometimes that's not always the case. So it's Absolutely. good that you're keeping an eye on it. Next question I've got for you is, do you have any debts? I do. I have some money that I had I have to still pay for my master's loan. So I took on a $50,000 loan. And at the moment, I believe it's under $16,000. How did that work for you? Were you a citizen when you started your master's or were you doing it as an international student? That's a good question. So I had to ask for a loan in Spain because they wow. wouldn't give it to me. So my mom had to co-sign. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. How stressful. Yes. And she thought, because in Spain, a master's can be like 5,000 euros. So she Really? Yes. She thought I was completely crazy taking on that much money. Yes. I want $50,000. And she's like, what? (laughs) Why would you want that? Especially, as you said before, she was really good at budgeting and saving and, you know, being good with her money. She would have been like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. She didn't believe that. After you do that course, you get a good salary because in Spain it's hard to find jobs, even though you are very well trained. And Mm -hmm. so she made me take the loan in two different parts, one for the first year and the second one for the second year, being very cautious. And it took a lot of effort to get her to co-sign. Wow. But you did it. And I'm sure she's very proud of you now. Yes. Yeah, I have proved her that it was useful. So yeah, she's very happy. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Next question I've got for you is, do you use ShopBac? If so, what are you buying? I've only used it once and I bought the tickets to see you guys. No, did you actually? Stop. I love that you use ShopBac for a She's on the Money event. Like that is by far that the is smartest baller. way to do it. That is She's on the Money through and through. Absolutely <laughs> it is. All right. My next question, my friend, is what's your best money habit, do you think? I think the best money habit is the long-term deposit I have, the savings I have is when I pay my student loan the first of each month, I also pay for those savings. So it's like a bill. It's like a, a direct transfer. 
So I need to make sure I have the money every month and I take it as a bill. So I always have that money ready and it just accumulates on the savings. Love. I feel like that's really smart. Next question I have though, what's your worst money habit? I mean, I have many, but my partner says that I buy tickets for the prize home lottery. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a membership. (laughs) You have a membership with it? Yeah, I have the VIP membership. So every month I pay like $60, I think, for it and I get tickets. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But that's a charity thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a charity thing. Consider it a charitable contribution, which I think is not the worst. Yeah, that's what I say to him. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I laugh so hard when they say that their money habit is that because obviously it's like not that detrimental, but it's also just like so in opposite to what we do. But who are we to judge your money values? If you know what you're doing and you're excited about it, I want you to spend your money on that as long as it's in an educated way, right? Yeah, I think this comes from... My parents, when they were working at the same company and the company went bankrupt, so then they won a little bit of the local lottery and they could start their their own news agency business. Did they really? So I always have the hope. Yes. What are the chances that they won like a local, how much did they win? Was it a, I mean, for them to be able to start a business, I would assume they won a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, my mom never told me. She doesn't, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't give exact numbers, but yeah. this gives me hope that people win this. Yeah. I can't believe you know someone who's done that. I was about to say to you, oh my gosh, if you win, please call us because we've never met someone who's won the home lottery. So what we're calling out now is if you won the home lottery, call me. I want your money diary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Oh my gosh. How good. All right. So really quick question before we go to a quick break is what grade would you give yourself if we forced you to give yourself a money grade? I feel maybe um, B minus. B minus, you reckon? I think I could be investing more. I feel like I make the most of the money I get, but I could be a bit better. Mm -hmm. What would it take to be better in your world? Maybe reducing my lottery membership and (laughs) sometimes... I, I like to buy things for people, budgeting on that as well. Or when mm-hmm. I see something that I like, sometimes I, I also buy it. So cutting down on those things a bit. Smart, smart. All right. We have a few questions, but we'll hold off on them until we're back from this really quick break. All right, Money Darius, I want to ask you about English being your second language, which you can't even really tell. Like your English is incredibly good. But to fail an English test seven times, and obviously you needed to pass that test to be able to complete your degree, which was really important to you. I, being honest, if I failed something seven times, I don't know that I could have the willpower to try it again. How did you motivate yourself? Because I think languages are so hard and English particularly is a language that just makes no sense. Like there are so many little nuances and things that I think for people, even for people who do grow up speaking it as their first language, it's really freaking hard. And then for someone coming in and learning it as an adult, I can imagine that would be so challenging. How did you manage to go, oh my gosh, I failed again. Like you would have studied really hard and thought you'd done the best that you could. And then to find out you failed and go, okay, well, guess I'm just going to try again, especially when your mum was like, oh, maybe it's not worth it. How did you manage to do that? I feel like my mum saying this, it gave me more motivation to try again. So I look for a, when I fell six times, 
I looked for a really good English school and I did a preparation again for the exam. And I remember having a chat with my mom and my mom said, open your eyes and you might not be able to go to an Australian university. You are from Spain. Oh. And that gave me the strength to say, yes, I can do this. And I said to myself, I tried just one more time. And that time I got it. Oh my gosh. Oh my yes, gosh. queen. That makes me so <laughs> try happy. Try and, and try proud. and try again. It obviously pays off. I love that so much. I just, I agree with you, Jess. I don't think I would have the tenacity to keep going no. on. I would love to think I would, right? Like in a perfect world, that's what we all do. Mm. But that would wear me down like three times. And I think I'd be like, do you know what? this maybe isn't for me, but yeah. I'm so proud of you. Even though I do not have the deservingness to be proud of you, I just feel like I want to hug you and be like, yes, we did it. Thank We're you. so lucky to have you. <laughs> so did you have to pass that test before you started your master's or was it like at a midway point? Before. So it's a test that you need to get certain score in writing, reading, listening, speaking. And yeah. I wasn't getting that score in writing over and uh, over. Writing is hard. Yeah. The grammar and stuff and uh, I've, yeah, I totally get why that is really challenging. How did you find studying a full master's degree in a language that's not your own? Because that's crazy. again, like I, like I couldn't even imagine doing a master's degree, let alone if you said to me, can you take it in Spanish? I'd be like, por qué? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was good Spanish though, Jess. Good Thank work. <laughs> it's the one word I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely challenging and quite draining putting all the mental effort. But at the same mm -hmm. time, being in psychology and having a lot of placement, I always thought that emotions are universal. So there was all of this part that had nothing to do with the language. And it was more mm -hmm. about connecting with a person. And with all the assessments, I, I had teachers who could help me as well and review my assessments and give me advice. So they were very welcoming. There were a couple of more international students as well. Yeah. Australia has a really high level of international students studying here, which is awesome. Did your university have provisions in place to assist you? Like, did you have resources that were available to help with like translation or to help with like any of those little things that might come up that you wouldn't be prepared for while you were studying? Yeah, I believe they had services to help with writing and, and checking the assessments. Mm -hmm. At that time, I had been in Australia for a few years, so I, I didn't use them that much, but they yeah. did have a lot of help. You said before the goal or your end goal was to spend, you know, 10 months here and two months back home, which would be amazing. That sounds like an absolute dream. If you did that, would you take those two months as a holiday or would you want to be working over there as a psychologist at the same time? Yeah, that's a good question. I haven't figured it out yet, but... I think being able to work there, it would be great. It's always an open door if I want to stay any longer or if I want to see clients for a month and then take a month off. Yeah, incredible. How does your mum feel now, now that you've completed your degree? She was a little bit dubious at the start and then obviously you've done it. You've now got a job. Is she, I mean, I have no doubt that she would be really proud of you, but does she now kind of go, oh my gosh, you were right? <laughs> yes, I think she's very proud. And I don't think her comments before were coming from a bad place. She was more like trying to protect me and she didn't want me to struggle. Yeah. 
So I feel like now she, yeah, she, I have proven her that I could do it and she feels quite, quite proud and talks about me with the friends and everything. Aww. So yeah, I think she, oh, I love quite happy. that so much. <laughs> How about your siblings? Are any of your siblings over here as well or are they all still back home? They are back home. They are my older sister. So I'm also the, like the baby of the family who moved here, but uh, yeah, I like them to visit me more, but a ticket to Australia, just a flying ticket, is like a whole month, the salary of a month in Spain. So it's oh my hard. Gosh. Yeah. How oh my long gosh. is the flight from here to Spain? I feel like that's quite a big trip to make as well. Yeah, it's actually the antipodes, I think is the name, like the opposite part of the world. Oh, yes, yeah. So there's two flights from here to Barcelona. There's a 14-hour flight and then a six or seven-hour flight. So around like 20, 21 hours. Yeah, that's a huge that's trip so to much. make. Yeah. That's massive because you don't just get to go direct, right? Like that's so stressful. How often do you get to go home at the moment? I've been quite lucky and prioritizing going there once a year. So I've been there a fair bit. Mm -hmm. Were you able to travel over COVID as well or was it a couple of years during that period where you couldn't? No, I went luckily in February 2020 before everything started. And then as soon as they opened in Christmas last year, I went. Yeah. How do you find, I, sorry, I have a lot of questions because I, <laughs> it's something I've, like, I, I love the idea of picking up my life and moving to another country, but I am very risk adverse just as an individual. It's something that I would find really hard. How did you go setting up a support network in somewhere that you had never been before? Yeah, well, I just, when I landed here in Brisbane, I moved into a shared house. Mm -hmm. So I made a lot of international friends there. And I also was very lucky, got my first job when I could barely speak English in a retail store in my yeah. second week here. And I was working with these wonderful girls who were like very friendly. And they were my first friends here in Australia. And I felt really happy and, and supported to have a group of people here and a group of people in Spain as well. Yeah. Are you still friends with those girls that you lived with when you very first got here? We talk sometimes. So mm -hmm. last year, for example, some of them came to my birthday and, you know, we met a long time ago. But yeah, they always have a very special place in my heart. Oh my gosh, I Oh my love gosh, that. you are the sweetest human <laughs> ever. But unfortunately, Jess, I think that's all we have time for today. We've got to let you go, but we'll chat more later, yeah? Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you for being on the show. We are always so grateful for our money, diarists. It has been a pleasure, my love. Thank you for having me. Jess, can you wrap the boring but important stuff? Absolutely. Don't forget, guys, the advice shared on She's on the Money is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. She's on the Money exists purely for educational purposes and should not be relied upon to make an investment or a financial decision. And we promise Victoria Divine and She's on the Money are authorised representatives of InFocus Securities Australia Proprietary Limited, ABN 47097797049, AFSL 236523. See you on Wednesday, guys. Bye.